Hello, and welcome back to Archive, Our Lives, Our Journeys, Our Stories. Archive is a podcast developed through the UAB Mental Health Ambassadors Program, which is a peer-to-peer mental health promotion program that Dr. Robin Lindsay launched as an Honors College Faculty Fellows initiative in partnership with Dr. Angela Stowe. UAB Director of Student Counseling Services, and Juhi Agrawal, who at the time was an Honors College student. The vision of the Mental Health Ambassadors Program is to positively impact the campus mental health climate for students and to build a culture of resiliency. Students propose, develop, and implement mental health promotion campaigns for students across campus and social media platforms. Mental health initiatives focus on mental health awareness, resiliency, and self-care. Here at Archive, We bring in people from a variety of different backgrounds, such as race, culture, socioeconomic class, and more to talk about their experiences with mental health. We want this to serve as a place where we can all come together and to find relief in hearing each other's journeys. While you may not connect personally to every experience on this podcast, there are some experiences that can be shared universally. Oftentimes, these things are not talked about, or when they are, they are difficult to talk about. We want to encourage healthy discussion about these topics because, at the end of the day, they are necessary conversations to have. That being said, some of the topics we discuss on here will be sensitive and can be triggering. So we encourage you to stop listening if it becomes harmful for you to do so. If you need to speak to a professional, UAB has certified counselors at Student Health Services, or if the need is more immediate, Birmingham's Crisis Center can be reached at 205 323-7777 or the Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. My name is Blair Lane and I am a Mental Health Ambassador and Honors College student. I'm also your host for today. Today I will be speaking with Nora Chaudhry who is an undergraduate Honors College student at UAB. I've had the privilege of getting to know Nora personally throughout the past year and she is truly such a hard-working ray of sunshine. She is such an inspiration to me and everyone around her. She is majoring in biology with chemistry and art studio minors in which she embodies genuine academic excellence. Aside from her rigorous course load, she is the vice president of programming for her sorority, Delta Gamma, and she serves as the secretary of the Pre-Dental Association at UAB. She also spends time as a researcher at the UAB School of Dentistry. Nora leads a very balanced life. She is also devoted to making art and hiking in her free time. Hello, Nora. How are you? Blair, you are so sweet. Your words are so kind. I'm doing well. I just got out of my art class and aced my microbio quiz, so I feel pretty fulfilled and happy. How are you feeling today? You know, pretty good. I'm loving the weather. It's giving spring. Um, Yay! It is warm. I'm wearing overalls and I'm really happy I get to. Exactly. Million layers. Exactly. So, retrospectively, um, as we really adjust back to normalcy throughout 2021, um, last year, what do you think the most important lesson you learned was? So, to me, 2021 means the pandemic and being closed off, away from each other, and super vulnerable, and human beings are social creatures. So after seeing everyone suffer in different ways, including like in terms of their physical and mental health, I learned that everyone has a soul, and I know that sounds funny and silly, but hear me out. This is not something that I innately knew and just was morbid. This is something I had to genuinely learn. Everyone has experienced something that we know nothing about. I can connect this to empathy in the way that empathy is also learned. As a child, I would obsess over being the nicest and kindest in the room. Today, I struggle with understanding that everyone is going through things, and I still do not know entirely how I got to this point. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's very com- comforting to hear from you. Um, like, I can definitely relate to and sympathize with this. Um, always trying to be kind and to do the right thing is preached and taught to us socially. However, I feel that the underlying philosophy driving these teachings is not talked about enough. So as a society, I feel like maybe we can improve on highlighting the perspective and the experiences of other people that are different from us. And maybe this could potentially naturally enhance the empathy that we have when we deal with each other on a day-to-day basis. So do you think there are like any factors or pivotal moments throughout your life or recently that you can think of that led you to this realization of what the true definition of empathy is and why it's important? Oh gosh. Okay, so I have this core memory of mine from when I was nine years old. And I think around that time, I was in the fifth grade. This was my first year of public school. I had previously gone to a very sheltered, very small community private school called Nashville International Academy. And it was like super like small, Islamic. I felt I was really happy there. Now I'm in public school and it's kind of like a culture shock. So in the fifth grade, the local police station allowed us to participate in the GREAT program, a program teaching the value of being a good citizen with great morals. I considered myself to be an upstanding citizen already and saw myself as overly kind. At the end of the year, the police officer gave out an award, the most kind award. Strange, right? Looking back, I now see the issues surrounding giving nine-year-olds such an award. Regardless, I was 100% sure the award was mine. As the winner was announced, I was stunned to hear that a boy who has never spoken out loud was given the award. I started to question my self-worth for the first time in my life, and it was a super awkward and uncomfortable feeling. The outcome of this was that I felt that my kindness was for nothing, which is an atrocious feeling, as I did not receive the award. I also felt that being quiet meant being, being kinder than my actions. I decided to then be quiet. I now see that kindness should not be given a prize. It should not be equated to like a monetary or like physical value. That's just weird. I should just be kind to be kind. In my opinion, the school taught kindness in a performative method method rather than for what it was, empathy. These feelings have now come back to me. Regarding remaining quiet, I especially shut people out for the last three months. It was a period of weird growth. It got so bad, I almost felt that it was I was the only thing on earth that was left alive. It's a lonely feeling. I felt disconnected from everyone. Friends, family, teachers, school, my career, everything. I had just postponed my dental admissions test and was mad about that. The disappointment in myself was searing. My dad had just got divorced so my sense of identity was shaken again. (laughs) These aren't excuses, just reasons. I now look back at what I learned when I was younger to help cope with such phases in the present. My inner child is honestly helping me through my transition into adulthood. That's really just so beautiful, and I love to see how that, that you know, that lesson that you learned in elementary school really carried with you um, throughout your life, and it still applies now. And I feel like so many people experience feelings similar to this, and I really feel that, like you were talking about those certain stressors in your life that made it harder for you to empathize with people. I also feel that I care for and have the most empathy for people when I'm not going through things personally. And then whenever I am struggling, I forget that everyone else is also struggling as well. So how do you think we can really work to encourage genuine empathy, even in times like today when everyone is experiencing cultural and personal stress? Well, first of all, Blair, I want to say that your point you made about like being more empathetic when you're like not going through things yourself is super true because like I never thought about it that way, but now that rings true for me too. But dealing with 
other people's stress. My number one rule when I feel overwhelmed by a situation involving other people is to place myself in their shoes. Perspective is everything. Once you switch roles, you can see the whole picture, and without that, we remain ignorant and cannot give people the love and care they need and deserve. Providing this accurate love and care is what empathy looks like to me. I feel like you need to like live vicariously through people to truly know what's going on, and you can never see the whole picture. I understand that, but like, all I can do is like do my best to see what somebody else is going through. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I really see you live out those principles um, just from knowing you and my experiences with you. I definitely feel like you're always like, you're just really, really happy for everyone and you're always there for people. Um, And it's just a beautiful thing. And yeah, so from, from knowing you personally and within a community setting, I've always viewed you to be like extremely empathetic and positive. And I know that everyone else around you at UAB feels the same way. So how did you come to this realization that you struggle with empathy in some context, even though like so many people around you see you as like the opposite, like so empathetic? I love that people see me as that because I have eventually like painted myself to be a monster. Like I was so disconnected from those I love that I had convinced myself that I was the bad guy in like any scenario. And just hearing other people like say that I'm like a ray of sunshine or whatever like that is like amazing to me and it's sometimes shocking. But then I remember like I do try my best to treat people with kindness. But there was somebody that noticed my lack of empathy. Eventually, my own family noticed my disconnect from them. I was told, you have no empathy. I had never heard that from anyone. Hearing it from a family member really shocked me. I was sitting at Red Cat when I heard those words. I sobbed so hard in public. I felt like I had failed my soul at being a good person. I felt like in terms of heaven or hell, I was going towards hell. Like, I really feel like I had lost my one chance at like, being a good person on earth and I had just like thrown away my like ticket to paradise. When I confided in some friends about this, they looked at me in shock. They saw me as loving and kind. I then noticed the trend. I am only empathetic to what I see physically. I live far away from home, so the reason my family felt that disconnect was because I was silent. The extra effort was not being put forth by me. I was neglectful and I regret it immensely. Water your grass, water your relationships, trust me. Do not fall off with those you love just for being lazy or unmotivated. It's not worth it. Relationships are a blessing from the universe. I understand that things get stressful and you feel like you don't want to burden others with your problems, but trust me, it's much better than just losing that connection entirely because it will bite you, it will hurt you, you will live with so much regret, and I just want to live a guilt-free life. Yeah, so I feel like empathy can also, you know, in a sense, be just like having open communication with people. Like, even if your thoughts aren't that empathetic, just like talking about it with people in itself is kind of empathy. For sure. Um, Yeah, so do you think that this statement was like especially powerful and transformative for you just because like it came from a family member or would you also get the same reaction if it came from a friend or just an acquaintance? So... This is like a super tough question, but unfortunately, like I hate to admit this, but I do care about what anyone and everyone thinks of me. That is another thing I need to work on, but I am super like in tune with what people say about me. So even if it were a friend, I would have been hurt as well, yet there's something about your own family member saying it that makes it so real. You can always escape someone that dislikes you, you can't run from family though. 
that's your home, that's blood, it's who you are, and you carry them with you for eternity. Now, if a friend had told me this, I probably, it could have gone two ways. I could have obsessed over it, over it the way I am now, or I could have been like, you know what, you're not really fitting my vibe, I'm just going to cut you off. You can't do that with family. That's your ride or die. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, thinking about, you know, how like everybody can notice a lack of empathy and, you know, different people perceive it in different ways. Um, you know, I really feel that struggling with empathy, empathy is universal. And have you seen other people like within culture or within like personal relationships also struggle to, you know, apply empathy? Or have you seen like people talking about it? Or has this been like a really isolating experience and realization for you? So I like the word that you used, isolating. It definitely has been. And regarding the cultural significance, I am Pakistani American, first generation. And in South Asian culture, there is no discourse about mental health. Maybe yes, in my generation it's starting, but still it's sparse compared to here. And I'm grateful that I'm somewhere where I can talk about it. But I would like to get back to my community and help them start talking about it. So no, I haven't seen others struggle because I've never even considered it until you brought it up. But now that you mention it, this is a subject of empathy itself. Other people are probably going through the same things I am. This is a very meta situation if you think about it. We can use empathy to think about the ways in which other people are struggling with channeling empathy in their own lives. But I try to remember not to be too hard on myself. I remembered another quote I got from Instagram. Social media can be a beautiful thing when you use it to find pretty quotes and properly. The quote read, you know you're going, you're doing the right thing, even if when you did something wrong, you felt guilty. I definitely felt guilty for months. I was thankful for having the guilt. It meant I was still a human being. Today I'm trying my hardest to keep my head high and speak only kindness. Everyone's going through things and I ought to not demonize people. Wow, this is all just so powerful. And I really think that there is such a strong learned association between having empathy and someone being an innately good person, like what you were talking about earlier um, with the elementary school situation. But however, it is natural for us to obviously lack empathy throughout some seasons in our lives. And culturally, maybe we should work on promoting discourse that destigmatizes lapses in empathy instead of like, you know, always demonizing people for when they mess up. For so. Sure. How do you work to promote empathy within your leadership roles at UAB? Oh gosh, your timing is perfect. Recently, I transitioned into the position of Vice President of Programming in my sorority, and I'm so grateful for this position. I've been in my sorority for two years now, and I've seen multiple leaders come through. My role involves me keeping morale positive among the women while planning events that are inclusive to all. This role relies on my mood and my view of others. I try to keep myself as positive and outgoing as possible so my energy is projected onto my beautiful Delta Gamma sisters. This role also lets me listen in on whatever my sisters are going through. As a shoulder to cry on, I have been giving the, given the opportunity to put myself in the positions of many of my sisters. I again have noticed that everyone is fighting battles that we cannot see. My experiences in Delta Gamma as a leader have taught me to carry empathy with me even when the setting is different. Looking at my sorority, its purpose is to create a realm of friendship and positive vibes. It's not hard to have empathy in such a welcoming environment, but I did see that regardless of the positive vibes, people still go through things and hide them. I can take what I know from this environment and carry it with me for the rest of my life. Different settings have different energies. 
but the same thing remains true regardless. Everywhere you go, people have underlying battles. Be kind to each other. I'm honored to have finally learned this in an ap applicable way that I will carry with me. Bonor, I really, I really am touched by that story, like just learning in one setting how to like deeply appreciate people when you have authority over them and when you're guiding them. Um, you can obviously apply that and just realize that everybody, everybody has their good qualities and everybody's special and important and, um, you know, just making good decisions in other leadership roles. So yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Blair. It felt so good finally being able to speak about this during like this huge season of change in my life. This is probably the biggest amount of growth I've had in my 19 years of life. And I'm so grateful I get to walk through it with you. Oh, that's Yay. so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening.